You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin this week's episode, we would like to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which we work, live, and record and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. We pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello everybody and welcome back to PS Meet Me at Stage Door. Today we have our last episode of the year with an incredibly exciting guest for you guys. But before that, Tori, take it away with the bulletin. Now for this week's bulletin, Libby and I were planning on doing something a little bit different. We were lucky enough to be invited to see the new Thiers production of Picnic at Hanging Rock. Now we were meant to see this last Friday, but unfortunately due to a COVID scare, we weren't able to see it. But not to worry, we are still going to be going seeing it on the 18th of December, so in two weeks time. But we thought... Well, other people's words are just as good as ours. So here are some reviews for this amazing production, which was adapted by Tom Wright from the original novel by Joan Lindsay. The Sydney Morning Herald said, It starts as a classy piece of storytelling and gradually becomes theatre as actors don costumes, make imaginary spaces and claim characters. If 2020 has taught us anything, it is that we do not have all the answers. This production brings that home with delicious flair. Sydney Arts Guide said Tom Wright's adaptation is far grittier, earthier and darker than Peter Weir's film and director San Millington's production conveys the creepiness and the sting in this grand tale. The five actors play all their characters with great skill and the design team each make important contributions to this eerie tale. Highly recommended. Broadway World said it's an engaging piece of theatre that tells the story in a simple yet no less suspenseful way that will have audiences wanting to reconnect with the original text. Well worth seeing this strong work with five strong female performers. And these are just a small few of the amazing reviews coming into this production and I think they speak far better than we could. Get out, see some independent theatre, head over to the new theatre and see this production of Picnic at Hanging Rock before it closes on the 19th of December. You can purchase tickets at thenewtheatre.org.au slash picnic at hanging rock. This is a production you won't want to miss. 
back over to you, Libby. Today we are welcoming recording artist and international performer Marissa Soroka. In her early career, she traveled around the world with just her keyboard and killer vocals performing in New York City, Toronto, Canada, the UK and Europe with shows in London and Paris. This led to the title track from her 2012 album, Boys Write Love Songs 2, to be in the running for the best pop song at the 2012 Music Oz Awards. Previously, her other album, Cheaper Than Therapy, won the ABC Newcastle Music Awards for best female vocals from two of its tracks. Alongside her early love for R&B was the drama and flair of music theatre. Her experience within music theatre dates back to 2006, when she was in her first production of Rent at the Civic Playhouse. She then joined casts as feisty performance artist Maureen for productions in 2007, 2011 and 2017. Her most recent portrayal securing a nomination for Conda Award for Excellence by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role. In 2013, Marissa moved to the Philippines where she was chosen from tens of thousands to participate in the blind auditions for the first season of The Voice of the Philippines. Chosen by industry legend Leia Salonga for Team Leia. Post the voice experience, she debuted on the Philippine musical theatre stage with featured ensemble roles in Ghost and Shrek. Marissa is currently in pre-production for a third album and in 2021 will be appearing in the musical Chess as the Arbiter, as well as in Rent at the Sydney Opera House beginning in December of this year and heading over into January 2021. Please welcome to the mic, Marissa. Hi! Oh, that was a really great introduction. I sound so fancy. <laughs> well, you are fancy. You've done so much. It's the best kick up for your day, getting like your yeah. whole resume told to you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the pickup for the day probably would be being in rehearsals for Rents, like one of the first professional I shows mean, back in Sydney. But... It's pretty incredible. To be perfectly honest, when I read that we were rehearsing there as well, I totally cried. Like I just assumed we would be rehearsing, you know, in some hall somewhere, but no, we're yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, it's so You're cool. the opera house. It's so fun. Yeah. We have lunch on the steps all together. Ooh. Oh, that is incredible. <laughs> just overlooking the Harbour Bridge. Um, actually, we sit on the other side just, you know, because oh. of all our fans. No, not really. <laughs> it's just closer to stage door. <laughs> By then we're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to walk too far. I guess we'll just jump straight into it. And I guess... First and foremost, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your backstory of, you know, how you got to where you are today? Who am I? Um, <laughs> I, I to, for me, um, everything has always been about singing. So I, I just loved singing and was always singing. And one of my first memories, apart from the time that I was feeding my sister mud um, when we were little, um <laughs> The other first memory that I remember is um, like singing on the. My dad um, was doing extensions, and so the rate the outside kind of had a deck at the time, um, and I was singing a Billy Ocean song to like the dog next door, <laughs> um, and like singing to the poor little dog, um, and yeah. So it was always uh, so for me. It, it's my life. Um, has just been kind of like, okay, well, what, like, I love to sing, so where will this take me? And so obviously 
that's why it's taken me to studios and to gigs and to theatre and to like all these different yeah. kinds of places. So, mm. yeah. And you didn't, um, is this right, that you didn't actually study, like initially study musical theatre or music? Did you do communications or something? What did you Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I grew up in Newcastle and um, I was, was kind of deciding like um, what to do with life as we all do kind of when we finish school. And um, my choices at the time um, needed to be free essentially hello hex so which is still not paid at all like sorry government um will we ever pay (laughs) i mean i thought the answer is no anyways um (laughs) i decided to do communications because i could um i kind of majored in media production and like um kind of tried to make do as much sound and uh recording work through that as I could um so yeah so that was kind of the the decision um yeah it was a really great experience and now like I accidentally fell into like working in magazines for a few years and working in radio and blah 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 but um yeah kind of was like oh this is really cool but yeah no this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing oh exactly it's really interesting I think that like the different paths that kind of led you down like working Mm. in magazines while whilst it's not necessarily directly within our industry it's still kind of part of like the arts and entertainment industry so it's still interesting and via going through communications you still got to experience all these kind of different smaller and very different facets of kind Mm. of the entertainment industry yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, my work in radio, I was a producer for um like a morning show and it was very kind of like news and current affairs based. So mm. so it was early mornings, which wasn't nice for me, um, being a muso no. as well. <laughs> <laughs> and a band being a uni student, geez. Um yeah. and yeah. look like on it is just so funny, like I um I hate reading the news. Like I would hate having to read the paper every day because I just never did. So, yeah, but I really loved, I really loved (laughs) like um, Felicity Biggins, who was the um, presenter and we're friends now. And she's also, she's really big in the theatre scene in Newcastle and and was also teaching like, or is still also teaching like journalism and writing subjects like at the university there too so like um she's awesome she started being she started as a boss and like you know we're friends now and she's um yeah so it's you're right it's still always my life is still always really revolved around um what it can do to feed what I actually am yeah Yeah. And, and I mean you also performed as we talked about just before you performed in the voice on the Philippines and you were on team Leah Salonga. Leah. Leah. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Leia. I said it wrong. Yeah, that's, that's all right. right. She'd hate you a little bit for that, but that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. We won't, we won't tell her. We won't tell her. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I won't tag her in this at all. No. <laughs> oh, my God. The day, the day, the, the, oh, I won't swear. I nearly swore. The day that, like, she added me as a friend on Facebook and followed me on Twitter, like, I literally, <gasps> can I swear? Yeah, this go is for it. Wearing place. Yeah, oh, go I for it. I literally fucking fine. died. Like, what the hell? 
<laughs> and I always like, you know, you know how people often like do curls and they talk about doing curls and like, obviously she knows like a shit yeah. ton of people and like, I yeah. bet they're all like really fabulous. And like every time, anytime she posts about doing a curl, I'm always like, oh my God, I'm just waiting for the day she cuts me off. And you know what? Like, I would just be like, yeah, I understand. I completely understand. <laughs> I get it. I love that. Yeah, I know it's such a trip. And I mean, not only that, you you literally worked with her. Yeah. Um, what was it like getting to work with her? Um, it was like social anxiety going overboard in my head. I didn't really have a word for it at the time, but I I was just I would just be in her presence and like <laughs> she's just incredible. Like, so in my head, I was just like, be cool, be cool, don't say anything dumb. Oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. You're such a weirdo. She's going to hate you now. Like, oh, so it was just like, it was so hard to concentrate and just be cool because I totally was not cool. Like, lay so long, being, you know, like having my dad from the Philippines and, and we used to spend a lot of time there growing up and stuff. So um, I would have, I have, I still have cassettes of Leia Songa that I would sing to and like I learnt I would learn Tagalog like her Tagalog songs and stuff and so that actually in the blind audition that actually came up like as they you know so she she was the only one who turned who like did the boom and yeah turned around and I was like oh my god I don't even care um like but no one else did like um you know, and yeah, you're like I don't care about the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, I don't even want you. Uh, <laughs> Who cares about yeah, these guys? <laughs> um, and like, she, I like, I was like, oh, you know, like, I just gotta say, like, I just fucking, I didn't swear, obviously, but like, I love you. I like had your cassettes. You know, I know like your songs and stuff. And then she actually like. I don't know. I can't even. It's all a blur. Well, you can obviously like watch it on YouTube, but um. She had me sing. She came up on stage and hugged me, and I was like, "Holy oh. shit, bull!" And then, oh. and then she, and then Dead. she was like, "You, you know, do you remember any of those Tagalog songs?" So here I am, little whitey. Well, over there I am quite, you know, white, and like, and I'm just there going like, "Oh my god, I hope I fucking remember this song from like my childhood." <laughs> Obviously not really knowing what it, what the lyrics meant or if I had the right like pronunciation. And of course, if you do that stuff as a kid, like it's also cute, but I didn't want to be this adult, like on the voice of the Philippines, bloody TV show, like butchering their language and this like, you know, national, (laughs) with this national like icon. Anyway, I think I was incredible because I think she was surprised. And yeah, she came up and she like sang her song Nandito Ako with me and like it was pretty special that's next yeah level. and my little like that is next level amazing. yeah I just remember being like a little like a really little kid with the karaoke machine out like with my family in the Philippines and like and like pouring over like the little lift outs in the cassettes and like learning the Tagalog that I didn't understand and you know so <laughs> re- like some really cool moments from that time yeah did she give you any like words of advice or anything that you've like kept with you or anything that happened oh I was too busy trying not to be an idiot jeez no (laughs) (laughs) um honestly like I think more than anything specifically like you know like a phrase Mm. or whatever I think to me um she just it was it's more about how she carries herself and how she um how she just is so like 
Um, she's so fierce. And in a country um, where, which is quite conservative comparatively, you know, um, and and is and still follows fairly strictish like gender norms and like women who don't speak out or just people who don't speak out to authority generally, you know, um, like seeing her be fierce, you know, was really cool and just being herself and um, it is more about yeah. watching her that, that like yeah. I took a lot from than, than, I mean, obviously the stuff she said was incredible too, but obviously I was too worried about myself to, uh, to oh, take it in. You'd forget, you'd forget <laughs> everything. Oh my gosh. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. You're Ooh. like, okay, I just, just smile. Yeah. Like smile? just be a human. Yeah, that's, yeah, all yeah. that's all you're worried about in that moment. Yeah. yeah. But I look like Mark Zuckerberg in all of his Senate photos where I'm just like full robot. Like, geez. Anyway, <laughs> really? she's so cool. And I mean, after that as well, you, you ended up like after the voice and stuff, you were a part of the cast for Atlantis Productions, Ghosts and Shrek in Manila. Yeah. How do you feel like the productions, because obviously it's so different from Australia to Manila, and what did you feel like the, the differences were and how was that process? Um, well, I only worked with the one production company over there, um, but the director like was trained and worked his early career on Broadway. So it actually, like to me, mm. felt very similar. I guess in the way they would oh, run things. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, haven't worked on Broadway, but I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was really incredible. Um, especially I think to do Shrek because it's such a, it's such a for the ensemble like it's such a dance heavy show, and there's no way I would be cast yeah. as a dancer in a show for in, in a show in Australia. Um. But I I I was given like a a track with like as a tap rat. So I learned how to tap dance and like, um, as a doulock dancer and stuff. So like, and I, I love, I do love dancing and I love that kind of choreography, but like, um, yeah, I've actually, (laughs) actually been telling, cause we had our first movement call, um, today for rent and, um, we were all kind of joking, like, um, about, cause I didn't really know how we moved or anything, but I was telling, (laughs) I was telling them that apparently through the run, uh, through the, through the rehearsal run of Shrek um, in Manila, like a couple of the ensemble actually had a talking to by the director, like, because um, like, I guess it seemed like they weren't pulling their weight or whatever. And I was like, whereas I like, I start so shit. I'm really bad. Like in a, in a, like in an audition or a call (laughs) or whatever, I start so bad that I improve Uh, exponentially over time. And so it just would have looked like (laughs) I was, well, I mean, I was working my ass off anyway because I have to, like, to do yeah. that. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, I was just so surprised. Um, and I'm like, that's the key now. I just have to start real shit. And then it looks like I'm just putting my heart and soul into working, <laughs> you know, working this. So, anyway. And then tip. you're just like, wow, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. amazing. And, like, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah look like, at that wow. work ethic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I personally love dancing. Yeah. I might not be the best dancer, yeah, but I love no, dancing. Do you know what I, I mean? I love it. So, like. To get the opportunity to dance in Shrek is yeah. amazing. And those Duloc dancer, like, uh, costumes yeah. are so... Uh, like, I was so adorable. <laughs> Honestly, my little tap rat and, like, learning how to tap. Holy shit. Like, those guys, so talented. Like, my legs were sore, like, 24-7. Um, but, yeah, like, growing up, growing up, it was like, well, we can afford 
you can have one or the other. Like you will have mm. singing. Well, yeah. no, actually I didn't even have singing lessons until I was in year 12 because like that was the deal. So it was like piano lessons or dance, you know, so one or the other pick it. Yeah. So with a lot of things, it was mm. kind of like choose, you know, one or the other. So mm. I didn't, um, yeah. So I didn't have, I wasn't a, I, I didn't, do do dance classes until I was like in uni and working and like would pay for them myself but by then I was already kind of you know you're just so far behind and it does it feels like if you don't it feels like if you don't have that very beginning core I guess of dance when you were like five or six upwards it feels like you get to a point where you're so behind and you just it it feels like it can it can feel impossible to catch up like you can but it just feels especially like with things like ballet because I feel like that's something that's gonna be like rooted in your body from like day one I've been thinking of like somehow um like I would love to to do a full-time like dance course or something like I feel like that's what you need like you really need an intensive yeah um of course like to once you're like an adult and well into like career paths like that it's harder to to do that obviously because you've got things going on and like can you block off the time and do you have the money to like chill out or something like that like to me that would be a dream um but like does it work with life like I don't really know um I'm yeah so anyway I'm trying to figure out how I can make that happen like in a kind of way that's still works yeah. with other things that are going on. Cause I think you need that like consistency and mm-hmm. um, especially if you haven't grown up with it. And then exactly. if you think like of um, like, yeah, or any of the main stage shows that have auditions, like that is a massive deterrent for me. Cause I, well, I mean, not only did I have formal training, but I also did not have, formal dance training so the minute there's a dance call or whatever even at whatever capacity like um and I know I I know that people get in shows who are movies and not dancers as well but I guess like um in my experience you know like just going in there with that kind of like um it can feel really daunting it it can feel it can just feel like there's no you're setting it you're setting yourself up for failure really and I've had like um I did I um did the audition for the uh, uh, high school musical when it was in Sydney or a long time ago now. So I did um, the first one in Australia, which was at the Newcastle Entertainment Centre, and I played Gabriella. So I'd just come off playing, like, her. And, you know, back then I really did, like, had long mermaid hair like she did as well and, you know, racially ambiguous. (laughs) I think she is also part Filipino. So anyways, um, so I was feeling pretty good about, like, not looking like a loser at the audition because I'd lit you know like obviously I danced the dance and I did the we're all in this together you know um still remember it (laughs) yeah but like the um the dance call like was insane like it was um the hardest yeah it was just it was a it was laughable like and I think I laughed in it because otherwise you would cry and then and then and then they had us all line up and ask us to to do tricks 
and like they got to me they got to me and I was like um I can probably do a cartwheel if you would like to see that like but but making like completely making fun of myself because these chicks before me were like double barrel handstand back foot blah 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 blah, like with this massive run-up like and so it was just like you know, auditions were at the um, yeah, the Sydney Entertainment Center. So you can remember. It, I mean, obviously, it wasn't in the actual like yeah hall, but it was in like a massive yeah. you know um, room. And yeah, so that like that's terrifying. Yeah, I hate it when they ask if you can do tricks. I'm like, I'm slightly abnormally flexible. That's well, about you know what? it. I I didn't like I didn't know that vocabulary. So they are they said tricks, and in my mind, I'm like like tricks like a prostitute like what like that's what I <laughs> that's what I like that's Can the only the only back then in the what like mid 2000s like that's yeah. the only time I had heard the word tricks from like 80s movies so like I didn't know so it took me it took me the You're first like chick to do like a, a double pin tuck barrel blah blah like for me to go oh shit that's probably even worse to be perfectly honest yeah. um <laughs> God. You're like, I actually know magic. Yeah, Does that yeah, count? yeah. Oh. I can do that uh, thing where you remove yeah. your thumb from your other. I can't even do it now. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, what about the girl Stick who can't dance and is just wow. awkward? Can't I be her? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. But um, on that note, um, to lighten things up and just to bring a little bit of fun, although we are very light right now, um, we're going to play okay. a game. So today I'm going to be hosting Woo. the game and you and Tori are going to be playing against each other. Okay. Oh, God. Very excited. We're new friends. So. I'm worried about this. I'm very competitive. Uh, we might not be friends anymore. No. I'm going to no, get no, some unfollows. Fine. It's going to be fine. Um, I feel yeah. like you're competitive too, though, even though I, I haven't known you for yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Jesus, you are like. This is a lot of competitive like energy. Like you are preparing yourself on the side of that screen. Oh, yeah. She's rubbing her oh, hands right. together and no one can see that. She's, she's terrifying. She's ready. Um, okay. So how the game works is I'm going to say a few lyrics from a show. Now, I'm not going to sing it. Oh. oh I know. No I'm singing. Good this, I'm good at this shit. Just saying. Oh, okay. okay oh, wait. Okay, did okay. you say ready, show or song? So, oh, you're, I think you're a bigger musical theatre nerd than I am. We'll, we'll see. Which we'll see. you will not take that. I know you won't take that as a, like... You know, as a diss. No. Because, like, yeah. How dare not you? In this, obviously not in this podcast. No. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Good. So it's show and song. No, no, you're fine. So okay. oh, show okay. and song. So you'll each get a go. So I'll go, like, Tori, and then okay. I'll go Marissa. And you'll each get a go of it. And I'm going to say the – I'm going to say some lyrics from the song. And you have to name the song and the show. Okay. God, this is going to be embarrassing for me, yeah, I know. You guys have got this. But you can get one for the show, so it's not that bad. So I only know the shows that I've been in, though. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, we have to see what I have up my sleeve. Okay, Tori, you are up yes. first. Once upon a time, this place was infested. Freaks on every corner. I had them all arrested. Jesus. Uh... Oh, at least you're struggling as well. Like... I just, do you ever have a moment where you're not only nervous laughing on the outside, but also in your head? That's the only thing in my head right now is laughter. Um, oh, um, um, it's, I can hear the, I can hear the person singing it. It's Shrek. 
Yes. Uh, I know. Wreck? I know it's. I know it's Lord Farquaad saying it. I think. I think. I think it's Lord Farquaad. I think it's um, Duloc. What's What's up, Duloc? Wow. Yes. That was really oh my good. Gosh. I didn't even okay. recognize it. That was. <laughs> I. It was like I was warming I up just, in the wings, guys. I could I just wasn't listening he- to Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> I could just hear his voice in my head and I was like it's really annoying who is it <laughs> oh I just love that show it's such a great show I just love it so much it is a oh great show. terrifying so good okay, okay. nothing it's so oh sorry <laughs> let me start that again nothing <laughs> it's like I'm yeah. just reading you know when you read and then you just like your brain does not catch mm-hmm. up with your mouth that's how I feel right now. okay Nothing. It is so good. It lasts eternally. Perfect situation. <gasps> Situations must go on. Go wrong. I know him so well. Chaz! It's from Chaz! Yes! I mean, that one was quite easy. Just saying. But thank you. Thank you for that. Also, I see the theme that's threading through these, which I'm happy about. Ah! Uh- yeah. Then, yes, there is a theme <laughs> threading. Um, if you can guess what it is at home, I'm sure you can by now. <laughs> um, okay, so, yes. Tori. Okay. And now, too late to make it right, too late to take her side. I didn't oh, even oh, try. Um, oh, this made me cry so much. Uh, it's from Muriel's wedding. Um, yes. Um. Oh, I just, I literally remember just sitting in the theater and my mom was sitting next to me and I was like, oh God. Um, mm-hmm. My my mother, okay. my mother was, yeah. my mother. Yes. Yes, my because mother. you sung this. I did. I love it. And I it. pulled my eyes out because I was like, it just like, oh, it's one of those songs in that show that it's just like, it's like a fun show. And then it's like one of those moments where it's like, fuck. Yeah. My I- I just met this song. I thought that show was incredible. Like I could, li- I, I saw the both version. Like you know, oh um, the ST, both, STC, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, mm. I could listen to this soundtrack every day for the rest of my life. Like fucking so great. I love that show. I'm like, yeah, that that show can keep oh, coming back. So I'm good, okay yeah. <laughs> All right, so Marissa, we're on four two. So let's see, you've got this. I feel it. Um, okay. Now let me choose. So I'm the oldest and the wittiest and the gossip <laughs> in New York City. Is it City? So good. Talking about good shows. I mean, I feel like so okay. cliche because like fuck, everyone loves it, but man, incredible. We're gonna go with a tiebreaker. I think this one should be a little bit harder, but we'll see. Okay. Jesus. Oh, how, how are we? Are we? Are we? Are we buzzing in? Yes. Okay. I just said Jesus, and I feel like that kind of gives it away because it's not how many musicals of Jesus said in it. But anyway, um, I wasn't supposed to say Jesus. Um, I am overwhelmed. Overwhelmed to meet your you face to face. You've been getting quite a name all ooh, around yes. the place. Oh, ooh, uh, mm. I mean, I know the musical. Um, okay. Oh, fucking... oh, oh, oh! I'm so, buzzing in. I'm buzzing, buzzing in. in. I'm buzzing, buzzing. in. Go, I, <laughs> I feel like Marissa kind of had it first, and I forgot to say buzz. I feel like I've got the I think I've got the name of the song, and I think you have the name of the show. Ooh. Okay, you know what? Like maybe, but I feel like you're gonna say, it and I'm gonna be like, "That's what I had in my mind." 
It's it's fine. You know, I'll be a gracious loser. It's cool. I get to work at the Opera House tomorrow. Wait, do you no. want to stay in the show? <laughs> oh, shit. So oh, wow. Oh. 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 My little unsupported heart. I'm so sorry. I love you, new friend. <laughs> well, if it's going to be like that, it's King Herod's song from Jesus Christ Superstar. Okay, that yes. was the song that I was going to get, so you win fair and fair. You win fair. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Wow, the aggression. I'm so, I told you I was competitive. I couldn't help no, myself. Fine. I'm so sorry. On this side, honestly, it's seriously entertaining. So um, congratulations, Thank Tori. Yeah. I'm so sorry about it's your fine. loss, Marissa, like but you get to go to the Opera House tomorrow. So I'll be smug for all the reasons. Is it really a loss? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> toss, toss. <laughs> oh. But I guess, uh, well, since I won, I'll, I'll, I'll take us away with the next section. <laughs> I'm a bitter winner. Um, so obviously you've kind of spoken about how, you know, your music is kind of, and singing has always kind of led your way. And I was lucky enough to see you at Bloom Festival at the Darlow. Yeah, thank you um, for like, oh, thank you for just <laughs> letting us listen to your beautiful voice and your your songs. Um, it was uh, amazing because, like, I obviously heard you sing already. Um, because we were both in the Sean Rennie masterclass, mm-hmm. but I was like, it was it was something very different. And you are currently in pre production for your third studio album. How is that all been going? And I guess what kind of like sparked that initial interest in not only singing and music, but songwriting. I was learning piano from my young age, probably like I think nine. I started having lessons and um, went through Amy B and and did like theory, like a musicianship as well through Amy B. And um, so, and then like, I guess it almost felt a bit natural to be also, you know, writing lyrics for, you know, like angsty child kind of vibes. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then um, as I started to get more training and and like um, training in like the business of the industry as well, like that just seemed to also be another road. Um, and and it was like it, it was something that interested me anyway. And I I think I told the story like at the at the Bloomfest night, like um, yeah, you know, it was when Alicia Keys released Falling that I was kind of like oh, this is okay. Like now I can kind of see maybe where I fit, like, because, um, I guess I didn't really know at that point (laughs) after I finished uni and I was working, um, you know, in media and stuff. And, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so 23, I was like, oh, my time is over. Like, and, and I kind of, I I guess I've always (laughs) thought, I guess I always thought like that I would just have a deal by then. Like I'd just be snapped up by a label. And like, I guess I, I didn't realize <laughs> as business savvy as I always had tried to be, like there was a lot of naivety in that as well. Cause I now know that people are snapped up by record labels and then like just kept on the bench for their entire lives, you know, um, without yeah. being allowed to do anything else. So, yeah. um, yeah, I kind of was like, okay, well, yeah, fuck you. No one's going to offer me a label, a record deal. Like, I'm just going to figure out how to do it myself. You know, it was always hard for me to put things down, especially like recording. Live gigs felt fine because like there was something about being in the moment and like just 
doing it and feeling the greatness of it in the moment, like how not yeah. how good it felt, and then you could just put it aside. But obviously, like recording something and having it down and needing to listen to it and having to deal with yourself and your thoughts about yourself and whatever is a lot harder and more confronting. And um, I'm glad I pushed through to like do those things because now, yeah, I just always have them. Now, obviously, um, the reason we got you on was because you and Tori have had a chance to chat previous to this. And one of the things that we wanted to talk to you today about was we know that you're really interested and invested in the BIPOC community within the arts industry. And I obviously with the conversation we had earlier about privilege and the financial stress Mm -hmm. that sometimes can be put on performers who haven't been given the opportunities others have. Are there some changes you'd like to see within our industry and institutions to make theatre and performing more accessible and safe to all? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it's really, um, look, I, I would be more sad about it, except I've it's been really empowering, actually. But, like, when the RGE stuff happened earlier this year, um, it was actually the, the outcry about it that... Um, made me realize the effect of um racism for me in my career um especially once again kind of noting that that I started my career 20 years ago which is an entirely different like cultural landscape than it is now yeah. and and these conversations just were not happening or were not like yeah it's just incredible that they're even happening so I the outcry even shocked me that like there would be so many people that would be so enraged about it. Um, you know, cause to me, what I grew up with and what I learned was just that, and what I was taught was just that, you know, that's how it is. Like it wasn't even something to be questioned because it was so ingrained in us that like, if, um, if you weren't, um, th- some, this, if you weren't what, whatever they presented as the right thing, then this, that just wasn't a, a place for you. And that was something that was something that I experienced like when I was starting out 20 years ago. So um, I, I took a lot of that time to kind of reflect on those and, and really realize like, you know, of course I didn't have money to go to musical theater school. Like my dad was an immigrant from the Philippines was, from a very poor family himself. My mother was the daughter of an immigrant as well. And so there was zero generational wealth or stability um, for me to even like think about doing that. So like, you know, obviously like audition costs in themselves, let alone Mm. um, if I would need to relocate for anything, like it wasn't. And that's also why I went to uni in Newcastle. Like I still had to live at home, um, which is totally, that's fine. yeah. And I, I know, you know, there, there have got to be like a lot of, like a huge range of, um, students in situations in financial, um, you know, not financial comfort. Um, absolutely. But I think matched with, you know, I, I think, I think my career and my decisions, um, prove that I'm not scared of taking risks and I'm not scared of hard work. So the fact mm. that the fact that I didn't try or I didn't ever go back to try also shows then the level of representation that that 
that showed me that, yeah, it wasn't a place for me, especially 20 years ago. And yeah. yeah. And even just things like that I pointed out, you know, like even just um, voice style. So like, obviously now with more contemporary musicals, you know, like there's more of a space for me in terms of this, the voice that I have that is not yeah. necessarily a white sounding Disney princess voice, you know, and, mm-hmm. and back then, yes, um, yeah, that's what there was. So in a lot of different ways, like the way I look, the way I sound, um, the fact that I don't have money to do these things or that I didn't. And I even revisited like it, the thought occurred to me like quite a few times through my twenties, like, do I, like, do I do this? And, um, once again, like it's not from, uh, you know, it's not because I don't back myself or don't believe I could have or whatever, Mm -hmm. or that I'm not talented enough, I guess, except that these, this whole 20 years since I've guess I've been trying and being in this industry, like I have been gaslit. And I guess I, I, I felt like that the, the kind of people who were employed um, in main stage shows in Sydney or in Australia were um, just at a different level to me, you know, were just something that was not what I looked like, not what I sounded like. And that's just the way it was. And so, um, yeah, so the RGE, like, I'm as shit as it is, like, I'm super thankful for that it happened, I guess, because um, that really fucking opened my eyes to what I'd experienced. And it kind of, I don't know, it's really weird. Like, I feel now, I know that all artists, we all have, you know, we all have regular artist insecurities and like problems yeah. with like self doubt and all those kinds of things that we work on mindset. But there's almost like when you, when you're treated that way um, with racism and with like a lack of representation, and I'm sure this is for other areas like disability or neurodivergence that are, that aren't necessarily what I yeah. experience, but I'm sure I'm, I'm gonna maybe speak for them. Sorry. But um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> so you have as an artist, yes, we all have these insecurities that we've all got to work on, but it's almost like um, then underneath there's this core belief that we just do not belong. And to be honest, like I'm, it's still such a surreal moment that I'm here doing this fucking show in the opera house. I'm there every day, like almost like looking around, trying to pinpoint, like trying to, trying to trust and believe that I belong there. Like it's so, it's such a deep core belief. And so um, there was something about all of these realizations that, that had that somewhat evaporate for me so that I could just deal with your regular kind of like, Oh, you know, all that note was shit and oh, I, fall, yeah, I can't dance, yeah. like whatever, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really quite, it was really quite um, uh, like overwhelming time. Um, and I know it's going to still be work for me mindset-wise to kind of like fucking crush those core beliefs and the, the way that I'm being treated and the way that um, – yeah, I've been welcomed into the family of this production of Rent, like um, has been really incredible and they're really like super inclusive and, and like I can't wait for people to see like just how diverse the cast is and yeah. and honestly and then even to take it further, like um, the only reason, so the RGE thing happened and then I was like, 
fuck this. Like I'm gonna, I can do this. Like I'm gonna, I just, now I'm going to like train the Sean Rennie class. I've been looking at over the last few years and like wanting to do it, but just whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and then when he was giving me compliments and like validation, I, you know, there's still a part of me that's like, wait, no, like I'm just, I'm just, you know, whatever. Like, I don't understand. Like I've never, I'm not in this realm, you know? Um, And then, uh, you know, he, he told us that he was, um, they were casting for rent and it's, so it's, I don't have an agent either, um, because, you know, of a whole lot of things I'm yeah. (laughs) And all of those reasons, like not having formal training, I'm sure doesn't look very good on the CV and having a lot of, you know, experience in like early in in my career, like amateur and then independent theater and even like theater, professional theater in Asia, like is obviously not very well valued because like that still didn't ever get me looks in, you know, like, um, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's actually, that's what I'm quite shocked to hear because you have an incredible resume already, you know, and obviously now you're also doing some incredible shows coming up, but the fact that um, representation has been hard for you to get is shocking. Yeah. Look, and I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, there was only, I tried once like a couple of years ago and I just didn't have, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a traumatic experience or anything, but I didn't have the greatest feeling about it, I guess, or greatest experience about it. And, and I, and, and I still just didn't think I belonged there. Like, and, and that, the, and then that experience to me was even more of a reason that I didn't belong there, you know, cause I just mm-hmm. felt like if I did yeah. belong there, then why, of course I would be snapped up. Like, of course you would want to see me. Like, um, of yeah. course you would want at least a meeting, you know, and make that happen. Um, because of the RGE thing was why I enrolled in Sean's class yeah. and it was only because I was there that I heard about the audition for Rent and have now been cast in it and I have now been given my first, like, professional opportunity, um, you know, in a fucking opera house in Sydney. So, like, even that. So it's just, yeah, a really incredible um, piece by piece. <laughs> yeah. When you um, when you were, I guess, when you came into the class and you kind of, I can only, I can't even begin to imagine how much that would suck to feel like you can't follow this as much as you would like to because of that. Cause I was like, you're so like, I think I heard you sing that song that first week and I was like, ah, oh, like it was amazing. And then the next week you did satisfied. And I was like, how the fuck do you like, how, oh, how are I you not that week? Cast? I was pretty shitty. Let's be real. <laughs> look, look, there was, it's first and foremost, it is a fast song. But still, <laughs> even even you know even with some minor like stuff ups along the way, it was still incredible, and that's that was like the moment I was like, I just don't understand. It was quite funny, Tori. Like not funny, but Tori after Tori did a class yeah. and you sung, um, she immediately called me and she oh. was like, Libby, <laughs> we need to Libby. get this amazing girl on now you had have an incredible story and an incredible message to give to young performers and to any performer um do you do you feel like there's any advice that you can give 
to young performers who may be struggling to find their path in the industry? I think this is hard because I think that no matter how much you get advice and good good shit from good people yeah. to like take in, yeah. like it you you it really has to be like in your time. And I guess like yeah. something that I would really suggest is to look at like therapy and slash mindset training. Um, staying away from like toxic positivity because like to be perfectly honest, um, my time in the Philippines was quite marred by the way that I had uh, created my process, which was around those kind of that kind of toxic positivity um, that I grew up learning. I guess mm-hmm. like yeah. and that hustle that hustle culture and um the try 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 like I I you need to take care of yourself that way and I think like I think everybody should be in therapy and obviously yeah. access once again you know um mm-hmm. but uh so mindset training and stuff and I've been doing that this year as well which has been like fucking incredible um and I think just knowing that like no one will have your path. Like I, I would, I would try to, I would try to have that question, this question answered by people who I felt were at a higher level than me. And like, um, you know, it will always be different for everyone and just know that like, you've got to live your life Mm -hmm. and like doing things that you love. Yeah. Like if you, if you, if you do things that you love and, um, that more often will not will lead to something that will work for you financially as well yeah. or open you up the doors, you know, and I think working in areas that you love and, and kind of following life through that way. That's some really good yeah, advice. Oh, really? I, I feel like I was rambling. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it is. As like, as, as, as 20 year olds, I like, I mean, like we're both very new into the industry because obviously like <laughs> we're only in our early 20s. Ooh, 20s are um, gross. So sorry guys. They're fun. Ooh. It's great. Love right. It. So I think that it's so like that, what, those words are actually yeah. ring really true to, I feel like where anyone is because it's like, okay, just keep following your own path. You will find your way. Mm. It might not be in the conventional way you think, but you will get there. Just keep going. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And and also seek help because it is a mental yeah. game. I think you can even tell if, as soon as you start your career. I feel like you can tell it's it's a mental game. Yeah. I guess we'll close it off with some uh, with some uh, I guess positivity. Nothing negative <laughs> has really come up, but you get what I mean. So obviously, without giving too much away, I have one last question for you. In three words. Tell me mm. how so far your experience rehearsing for Rent, which is, you know, going to be one of the first productions back in Sydney. Mm. Just tell me in three words so far, what has this experience been like? Okay. Um, overwhelming. <laughs> life affirming. And mm. safe. That's so good. That, that makes me word. so happy. It's good to hear. And yeah. Yeah. That makes that's great. We are great. so excited to see you in Rent. Yeah. Probably in the yes! new year because the end of the year, <laughs> I can't believe it's December already. Like, you guys mm-hmm. open on the 21st. So yeah, now I... it's like less than 20 <laughs> days. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, let's not talk about it. We're all still we're all still trying to get through like eight hour days. Yeah. We're all just like, oh my God, yeah. who was awake for eight hours straight in the last year? Fuck. You're, not, you're like, no what is this? Yeah. Having like we we did the tradition of the peasants feast, like the day before rehearsal, and it was like just three hours of talking to new people and meeting new people and meeting so many new people was just like exhausting yeah. like it was incredible how out of shape on any level we all are <laughs> and I but I love that everybody was like yeah I'm fucking tired like, but let's do this <laughs> right yeah well Tori and I are so extremely excited to see you in this production um for anyone listening you can find tickets at this at Sydney Opera House's uh website um and we will be there yeah. and we are just incredibly excited for you and can't wait to just sit in the audience and get get to watch you do your thing thank you uh so, yeah, I can't believe it. It's wow. So exciting. But, um, before we go, uh, hopefully you saw it in the email, um, but uh, we do have a little section called Bedtime Stories, which, which yeah. you know, I don't need to explain it anymore, but do you have a bedtime yeah. story for us? I do. So I, in, <laughs> yes, yeah. so in Shrek, I played the fairy godmother and um, she yes. wears like a very pretty, like corsety type situation, you know, mm-hmm. was zipped up at the back, industrial level zip, you know. Yes. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know if it was just maybe a bit too tight for me or maybe it was a bit too, I was shimming a bit too hard or whatever, <laughs> but I was um about to go on stage one night and all of a sudden was like zip broke. So I was like, I had a bit of time. So I'm like, Oh, costume help. And so they like pinned me with about like 15 pins, massive pins down my back. So I'm like, cool. So I'm running, I'm running to get to the side of stage for the entrance in fleet free flag. Um, and running, running, running all of a sudden, um, as I'm running, like, through the wings all I hear is this like ping 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 turns out all of the pins had like just fucking flown off me and like flown everywhere super oh&s and so I like I missed I missed like the first you know of the entrance I was supposed to do because like you know mm-hmm. I was already late from the thing and then so I kind of like did a little swirl on the back of stage and like got my spot and stuff but then I had to do the entire like the entire back was exposed like I had no yeah. so I had my oh. I had my elbows pinned to the side like holding the corset and my boobs in yeah. and just was doing all of the free flag like Cory Cory uh. like <laughs> just with my arms like with half arms. Yeah. arms and yeah and like I just wasn't doing any of the turns I was just kind of like there going like oh my guys. God. yeah Damn. with my like you know, my back out and my boobs like yeah. very precariously about to be on stage. So, Lovely. um, that, yeah, so that <laughs> I probably will always now wear a bra on stage, like even if I'm in a corset, but, um, yeah, so that's my that bedtime. Just, yeah. Just the, like, just the ping, 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 ping. And not really realizing until I was on stage and going like, <laughs> fuck, I actually, this could fall off. Yeah, and which you know would be bad in Australia, but I don't know if you could really fathom how bad that would be in the Philippines. <laughs> like that would be. I, I can't whoa. even. Yeah, I didn't even think. <laughs> so that's my bedtime story. 
I love it. That was, that was so amazing. incredible. We have had an absolute ball getting to chat to you today. It has been such an amazing last episode to end us this year because it has been quite an awesome year, our first mm-hmm. year with the podcast. Um, and obviously ending on such a, I feel it's very yeah. feel good. A feel-good ending to a year. Now, guys, don't forget to check out Marissa. You can find her at Marissa Soroka on Instagram. And also check out the tickets for Rent at the Opera House. And also she's in Chess as well. Um, le- where can we find tickets for Chess? Um, uh- Newcastle, Civic Theatre, Newcastle at the end of February. Yes, I'm going from one theatre to another. Woo! Exactly. So if you miss her at Rent, you can check her out in chess as well. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and to send us your bedtime stories and stage door Sunday pics. We also would love to hear your feedback on the episode and what you'd like to hear from us in the future. You can let us know on our Instagram at ps.stagedoorpod, via our email at ps.stagedoor.podcast at gmail.com or contact us via our website, psstagedoorpodcast.com. We love hearing from you and we will see you next time. Bye! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.